The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life if you're kind of a boring person. The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. And here's something to remember. If you believe the headlines that you read, most of them anyway, you're not a boring person. You're just a little bit gullible. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? As my grandmother would say, what am I, child? Liver, huh? Huh? Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care, and I think pink ping pong balls are cool. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know this one. Tell me if you know this one. Messing stuff up by not letting go. I think I I can repeat that and have everybody in the audience go, oh, yeah. Messing stuff up by not letting go. Ouch. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, maybe you've got a praise report and you just want to share it. The Lord's blessed you. He's given you some insight, some graciousness, and you're just thinking, yes, it was a real blessing to me. It may be a blessing to somebody else. Also, maybe you've got a prayer request that you're like, I need some help. I, I relate to that all day long. If you've got a praise report, a prayer request, something you want to share, it's not a kvetch fest. We've got plenty of that. Uh, there are some things in the news that are more sad than others. We did hear that the queen did pass away. That's sad news. Uh, but in general, the idea is to encourage and strengthen one another. You got Hebrews chapter 3. You got uh, 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 Hebrews chapter 10, both really gearing, verse 25 in each chapter, gearing towards encouraging one another and strengthening one another and just being a blessing to one another. How about we do that for just a little bit every day? I think that's a good plan. All you got to do is reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770 when you call. 972-445-0770. You have the privilege of 
talking with Amazing Jen. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like seeing a double rainbow. And then you will feel amazing. There you go. That's a good one right there. I like that. Double rainbow. I've seen that a couple times. I mean, in Flagstaff, you get to see them every so often. It's weird. You're just like, whoa, whoa. It's cool stuff. All right. Other way to get in touch with us, you can text. Text is fun. It's kind of anonymous to a certain degree, except everybody who texts and doesn't give a name, I give you a name. You just don't know that, but that's okay. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Ooh, a little, little thin on the four there, right there. Uh, also, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. David... That's what they named me at birth. They told me that they named me before I was uh, born. But then again, my parents told me a lot of things. So we'll just move on from that. <laughs> uh, anyway, David at HeMustIncrease.org. You can, by the way, also, and we would encourage you to go to the website. A couple things on the website that I do want to make you aware of. Number one, there is this uh, opportunity to offer praise reports there on the website as well as you can do uh, prayer requests and different things. And on the website, there's a lot of different features. If you haven't checked out everything, my highest encouragement is to to do so. And one of the things you should check out is go to the front page and go all the way to the bottom where you see the little cow thing. P push the, the cow button. You'll see what I'm talking about. You'll like that. Plus, in addition, that's a great place to give because without money, I can't pay Don. And if I can't pay Don, he can't pay Jen. If Jen can't get paid and Don doesn't get paid, yeah, we ain't doing this. It's, it's, it's that simple. Uh, do me a favor. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. And watch up, Doc. That's my favorite. <laughs> Come on, that's my favorite. That was a lot going on. Yeah, I'd say that's a great one, though. You know, and then Bugs Bunny, you know, the what's up, that just so okay. Uh, anyhow, a couple things I want to tell you about, keep everybody posted uh, in what's going on. I did get a text from Eric saying, This is Eric. I don't know if you switched phone numbers or whatever, but. Unless you were mocking me and going, this is David, this is Eric. <laughs> That's not uh, a negative, by the way. That's a positive. We do that. That's what we do with one another. I call my brother up and I go, what aren't you doing for God today? That's how we talk. <laughs> oh, you got to love one another. Hey, here's something I want you to do. I want you to pray. Here, I'm going to ask you. I want you to pray for Don and for Jen. They're part of our whole audience scenario. Don owns the station. Jen runs everything plus she's been running this show and she is giving her all out and i just want you to lift her up before the lord and ask the lord to bless her and then i'm going to throw another thing in your direction you're not going to like this you got to pray for your host <gasps> what 
Yeah, you got to pray for me. I'm praying for you. You pray for me. We're praying for one another. That's the way we get things done. In the meantime, I'm going to see if uh, Jennifer can find the read and ramble file tile, whatever that thing's called. Is it a tile or a file? What is it? Is it a folder? What what was it called? Is it like a is it is it uh, uh, like a little tile on the thing? A line? Well, or? it's technically a sound effect. Okay. <laughs> I don't. But does it show up as a line or is yeah? A it's file just like a little folder? button that I just click on the screen, oh. and I found it. So all right, fire away on read and ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. <laughs> yeah. You got to wait for the blin. There is no there blin. Okay, here we go. We are in 1 John. And for those that do not know, we are far into 1 John. In fact, we are all the way to the point, in case you did not know this, uh, in chapter 4, we are deep into uh, verse 11. And here's what it says. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, I want you to stop. Listen. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is perfected in us. Follow this. If God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Okay? Do you you understand what that's saying? What that's saying is God so loved us. Ready? Here it is. That we need to do something with that. He so loved us, God so loved us, uh, that he gave his one and only son, his one and only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did so much for us. He loved us. Guess what? Guess what? We need to do something with that love that God has given us. He gives it to us. We receive. By the way, I did a quick Bible study on the word receive this morning after my devotions, and it turns out that there are 70 references to the word receive in the New Testament alone that are just not even receive, duh, just the word receive. And uh, what that really means in its most basic definition, especially if you appreciate Thayer's uh, lexicon or Vine's, is the majority of the time it means to accept with graciousness. So if you have received, if you have accepted with graciousness the love of God that he has for you, you got to do something with it. If you say, I'm a Christian, I received the love of Jesus, I acknowledge the testimony, I have repented of my sins and turned my face towards the king. Okay, so we need to do something with that fabulous, fantastic, wonderful love. And by the way, that love is not ooey-gooey feeling, okay? It's a love of commitment, of giving, of desiring that the other person, that the other person's best interest would be in mind. And so we need to do something when we receive that love. Here's what the Bible says we ought to do with that love. Beloved, that's another term for endearment because we're so loved. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Now, I'm not taking away from the idea that we have to love other people. You know, you're supposed to love your enemy. You're supposed to do all of these different things. But this command is very specific. God so loved us. There's so much greatness in that love that, you know what? We need to take some of that love, some of that, and swish that around with other people who are in the kingdom of God. We're supposed to love one another because of the level of the love that God has loved us. 
Here is the worst thought. I read this in uh, one commentary, but it's just the worst thought. Could you imagine receiving a billion dollars when you only need a hundred thousand? Just wait. And then you have the other rest of the money and you just don't share it. You just keep it in a bank. That is what the scripture is talking about. Did you follow that? God grants us a billion, billion notes of love. We need 100,000. We take 100,000. You need it. You need that love. We've got all that extra love that God has given us, and we just put it in the bank and don't share. That is not the idea that God has in mind. Do you understand? We've got to take that which he's poured into us and upon us, and give it to others, that's the way that God appreciates our response to his love. Okay? Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. The David Spoon Experience. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest. Right, because I'll pull from. I'm, I'm Jewish. I was trained well, and I you pull from multiple directions. This was one of those things. So I kind of needed to recognize that sometimes I'm obnoxious, and I need to make up for it. And the whole point of me telling you this is, sometimes you will do things that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but because you didn't have the right spirit going on when it happened, you need to make up for it. Now, by that I mean this. So Noel uh, found out. Uh, yesterday that she had to get up at 4.30 this morning because the president of, quote, unquote, the company was coming in because they were doing a remodel, and her section was one of the sections that are being remodeled. So she had to be at work at 6 in order to be there, okay? All right. So uh, now I'm already – I'm not in the doghouse or anything. I'm just you know, feeling like I, I could have done better. So you know what I did? And I'm telling you this for a reason. I got up at 5 in the morning, and I sat with her for about a half hour while she was getting ready, right? And I encouraged her because I knew she was really tired. And then she went to work, and I went back to bed <laughs> for at least an hour and a half until the dog said, that's enough out of you. Get up. You know, that was a whole separate thing. The reason that I bring it up is not because I did something brilliant. That's exactly not the case. In fact, the reason that I had to make it up is because I didn't do something brilliant. 
But it dawned on me that it is okay, or not okay, but it's probably right for you and I when we're in relationships and we do something that's a little far off or maybe not as uh, authentically Christian as we generally need to be, that we're allowed to make up for it. And so what I was trying to do was communicate with her, I love you. I'm kind of sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm totally sorry because I'm up at 5 a.m. that uh, I, I, I didn't – I wasn't like nicer about the whole thing. And so – Whatever happened by getting up at five in the morning last night went bye-bye. And my point in making that, um, sharing that with you is simply sometimes we can do things that is a way to say I'm with you without doing a whole bunch. And that will just make some of the dumber things less painful or less dumb. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes your first trivia question. This is, uh, let's see, how many do it? We have two fill-in-the-blankers. I guess that's what you call them. I don't know what else you call them. Uh, here's your first one. Uh, here you go. For many, this is something that Jesus said, for many are called, there's four words that have to follow that. For many are called, oh, okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send uh, an email, david at hemustincrease.org. For many are called. Then you got to finish that, okay? And uh, so we do have somebody that is going to be answering the trivia question, which is always good. It's always good to get those answers. and always good to hear these things and reinforce them in our hearts and minds, especially because they're scriptures. Uh, Are we ready? Ready? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Fred. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you? All right. The answer that, of course, is but few are chosen. That is correct, Amanda! And, and, and do, you, do you mind if I ask you, can you... Um, so sort of expound on that just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great, and that's a great thing. So you want to hang on or you want to hang up? Up to you. I mean, that doesn't I, I, hang, I hang up. I hang up. Okay, you got it. Okay, so here's, Bye. you got it, brother. So here is the you biggest it, thing about that that statement. Many are called and few are chosen. What that means in its most direct, uh, I think the light's still on, Jen. What, what that means in the most direct way is God makes the call to everybody, right? How many, is it a lot of people that are called? Yes. 
but few are going to be chosen. Now watch this. This is where you get into the predestination and free will, which I just did a whole thing on this uh, not that long ago. It's really important to understand. Predestination is on God's side. Free will is on man's side. Stop trying to conflict the two. It doesn't matter. You'll never, you'll never be God in that position to understand it fully. But many are called, but not many respond. And the people that respond turn out to be those that were chosen in the first place. In other words, God knows because of his foreknowledge, and this is the thing that people don't discuss, because God knows everything. He's omniscient, right? There's nothing he doesn't know. Did he know Adam and Eve were were going to sin? If he didn't know Adam and Eve were going to sin, then how is it that Jesus Christ can be the lamb slain from the foundation of the world if the plan wasn't in place? Okay, so that that's just like, okay, well, that, that of course he knew, right? He's omniscient. And God knows who would say yes and who would say no. So there's an argument in theology saying, well, if he knows, then then what's the difference? Everybody will just do what they're going to do or be what they're going to be. And I know a lot of famous pastors and theologians who said that. And the answer to that is the reason that's ridiculous is God knows, but he's not telling See, this is this is the people. You want to you want to really mess up theologies all across the board. A thousand years of theology. Ready? Ready? This one line. God knows He's not telling. The Scripture says, uh, "The Lord knows them that are His." That's the first half of the Scripture in Timothy. And then let those that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. God knows who's His, but on our end, we're all in this free will realm. And we have to demonstrate amongst ourselves who's really committed and who's really in. So God calls out to everybody. Few people responded and respond, and then it turns out those people that respond are actually chosen in the first place. Even though you think you chose God, you didn't by yourself. You can't even have a moment of grace or faith by yourself. Now, there's some that will reject, and then there's some that we don't understand, or can, some that will absolutely be excited to say yes, and then those people in the middle, and we don't know the exact operation of how God does that. What we know is this. On our side, we got to demonstrate, we got to prove, we got to make our decisions firm. We, we, we make our calls and our decisions for the kingdom of God. On God's side, he already knows. Not catching God by surprise. God's not going, oh, I didn't see that coming. That's not what's going on with God. And you have to remember when it talks about free will and election and predestination and foreknowledge, there are different points of positioning for each one of those. And some people get really mad about that and go, no, it's this way, and no, it's this way. And it's like, you know what? When you get to heaven, you can argue and tell God he's wrong. He didn't set it up right in the book. It's like, that's so silly. So many are called. God's reaching out to everybody. Few are chosen, and we don't even know who those chosen are. You don't know if the one person you talk to is the one seed that you plant is the one time 50 years later that person says yes to Jesus. How do you know? Are you all-knowing? Do you understand every nuance that God brings about? I don't. All I know is each and every day I'm here to present myself. It's kind of part of our DNA, which we should probably do at this point because it kind of fits in. We need to have this attitude on our end, trusting that God has things covered on his end. So let's go ahead and do that. That sounds like a good idea to me. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Now, why would you draw closer daily? Because you don't know what the day's going to bring. And if you're hooked hooked in with the Lord, if you're connected to the Lord, it wouldn't matter. 
And never be ashamed of Jesus' words. Never be ashamed to share the gospel. If somebody says, no, I've never sinned, you know they're lying to themselves and to you. You don't have to, you don't have to justify. You share. If they reject, that's their call. The gospel's foolishness to them that perish. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you are not just aware and in touch with the Lord, but you are ready as a vessel every day to be used by God for whatever. And just because the Lord uses you doesn't mean you're going to see $50,000 in the bank or that person's going to get saved. That's not what it means. Everybody that Jesus talked to didn't get saved. So the, the problem there is we have this idea, well, I'm doing this for God, so it has to be successful. Successful by what standard? World standards? The world standards are win, 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 money, 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 power, 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 fame, fame, fame. Those are all the world standards. Fantastic. Here's what we know Jesus said. There are few people on the narrow path, right? We got a, a, a wonderful teacher on this radio station that's a show called The Narrow Path. You want to know why it's called The Narrow Path? Because the path is narrow. That's why. It's a wide road, a large road that leads to destruction. The idea is not every time we share with somebody or we pray with somebody or something happens that that person always gets saved because that's how God does it. What land is that? <laughs> that's, that's not even fairy tale land. I don't know what that is. That doesn't even exist. Our job is to proclaim, to share, to pray for. Maybe that person will get saved. Wouldn't that be great? Maybe that person won't get saved and they'll just be without excuse. Wouldn't that be a bummer? But either way, that's not your determination nor mine. Our job is to do that which the Lord sets before us. I always think about this when I get off on these tangents. I always think about this passage, and I, you know, sometimes you, you read something in scripture and you think, what if I was sitting on a stump or a log when this happened? And I mean, how would I respond to this? And I think about that thing with Peter and John at the end uh, of the Gospel of John, where he, where, where Jesus says to Peter, yeah, it ain't going to be nice for you. On <laughs> the end, this is going to kind of go kind of poorly for you. And then Peter's like, you can tell he's like not happy about this. And he goes, what about that guy? What about that guy? And Jesus goes, what is that to you? You follow me. <laughs> it's like, I always wonder if, if Peter was like going, rats. <laughs> because he wanted somebody else to share in some of the stuff he was going to go through. That's eh, not how it goes. We follow the Lord. That's what we're called to do. That's our, our responsibility. We don't know who will or won't say yes, but we present ourselves before the Lord specifically because we don't know we become a vehicle of his using and choosing as he sees fit. And by the way, Fred, great question. Okay, there you go. Well, that uh, went different than I thought it was going to go. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for you and I. God provided his own burnt offering, his own Lamb of Sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because I got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. 